With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call. Yep, that sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. All right. All right. All right. This is a special edition of the Callahan podcast, a weekend edition. And we have a, uh, a guest. I'm uh, very excited about the perfect guy for this time, the perfect guy for this crazy time in politics in America. Uh, my friend, Howie Carr, columnist for the Boston Herald, author of many, many terrific books, including Kennedy Babylon, which I love, and the host of the Howie Carr show on the Howie Carr Network. A perfect guy to talk to this week. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, joining us now is uh, the man himself, Howie Carr. Hey, Howie, what's going on? Everything. <laughs> I was going to say, I got a list here, pal. We will get to everything. I know I don't want to take up your whole day. We probably could. But I feel like when I'm when I was doing sports, strictly sports, this is Super Bowl week and kind of World Series, Final Four, all combined into one. Throw in a deflate gate scandal. It's just so intense right now the uh the the, the business of uh, talk radio and podcasting is so intense i want to get to um, all of it at least all of it coming up in the next five days but i have a question for you i've said a couple months ago that the andrew cuomo coverage was the most biased the most blatantly biased media coverage i've ever seen i'd call it corrupt immoral coverage when they covered for a guy who literally killed eleven thousand plus senior citizens I think the Hunter Biden coverage, the, the way the media has handled that, tops it. In your opinion, what's the worst example or, or the best example of media bias, of media corruption you have ever seen? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Russian collusion still has to that, top the list. That was the longest. That went for three and, years. And it's still, it's still going on. I mean, they, they released more documents on uh, yesterday about how – the FBI knew the FBI agents were buying professional liability insurance. They were so concerned about being sued because they knew it was all wrong. And they actually have, they, they were actually texting one another. Trump was right. Trump was right. This is in, this is in January of 2017. They knew it was BS and they knew they might get sued. And yet, you know, you see it on Fox, the federalist.com, but nobody's basically covering the story now. 
It is. I think when we were younger, you certainly, you know, go back further than I do. And you are a student of the game, uh, the, just the way the media has has evolved into this arm of the Democrat Party. Um, there used to be, didn't there used to be some sense of objectivity, some small sense of, uh, you know, let's cover the news uh, objectively. And, you know, we'll, we'll certainly our bias will be there between the lines. But now it's so just overt and it, it's undeniable. Uh, I, my feeling on the Hunter Biden thing is it's got everything. It's got hookers and cocaine and yeah. Putin I, no, and I, China I and tens and uh, hundreds of millions. And not only are they, they're not covering for him, they're covering it up. Uh, last check, CNN has run zero segments on it. MSNBC's mentioned it twice, both times to say it's nothing. It's a Russian, uh, Republican hit job. And meanwhile, Fox has done like you know, two dozen segments on it as well they should. Yeah, well, you know, Miranda Devine, who used to be an intern at the Herald, you know, she's now a columnist for the New York Post. And uh, she she listed them yesterday, all the headlines from the, the Washington Post, the New York Times, Politico, just say, oh, nothing to see here, folks. Move along. This These are debunked conspiracy theories. Even the, the Wall Street Journal, which, you know, you would think is nominally a Republican newspaper, they didn't mention the hookers in the whole story. Really? Biden. I think I think <laughs> the two great things, the two most amazing things to me in that whole report, number one, the hookers. He's paying off hookers. We're not surprised, but they have it in the report. And number two, he's getting $3.5 million wire transfers from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, who was run out of office because he was too corrupt for Vladimir Putin. How corrupt is that? And there's no answer to what was that money for? You know, there's no, oh, here's what he got, or here's what they got for the 3.5 million. And it's incredible. I think there'd be somebody at the New York Times or Boston Globe would say, this story's too good, you know, to to uh, ignore. I understand they want his father to win more than anything, but this story is just so... Uh, just so sensational. It's yeah. I, I, it, here, here's my uh, take on uh, the. You mentioned the Russian collusion hoax, and we all understand now what that's all about. But there's been a bunch of scandals, you know, quotation fingers, since Trump took office. They're all setups. You know, they're all contrived. They're all made up. I mean, we know the Russian collusion hoax is. We know. The, the uh, meeting at Trump Tower, Don Jr.'s meeting, we know that was a setup that Glenn Simpson orchestrated. Then you get to uh, Ukraine. We know that was a setup. That was all made up. Then you get to Kavanaugh. You know, you get, you know, Avenatti and Julie Swetnick and all kinds of other uh, actors in this setup trying to destroy the man. Then you get to the mailboxes, like he's removing mailboxes. They got pictures of mailboxes on trucks. And you say, wait a second, that... Now we have a new one, a new one that he will not leave office peacefully. It's a setup. The media asks the question. Right. He answers it the way he typically yeah. does. And, and, and then they say, then it's in all the headlines the next day. He will not Gary, leave you office. You and I both work for magazines. How does Brian Karam, a, re a reporter for Playboy, Playboy, as far as I can tell, is out of business. <laughs> it doesn't exist. What? It doesn't exist anymore, right? right? But he's the guy from Playboy, and he's wearing the, the the mask that says America needs journalists. How about America needs some journalists who actually have a job? What's his job? It's <laughs> a great question. You know what? And today he tweeted out, he's comparing himself to Hunter S. Thompson and uh, Norman Mailer because they wrote for Playboy. Well, back then, Brian, Playboy actually existed. It, <laughs> I mean, he's like Costanza, showing up at work but not really have a job, and yet he gets to ask questions, and every one of them is provocative. Every one of them is designed to get a reaction out of Trump. And uh, sadly, unfortunately, Trump sometimes reacts to him, or so does Kaylee McEnany. But at some point, doesn't forget the media. Don't the, don't the doesn't the public have to catch on that all these scandals are kind of made up? They're all setups. I, I think uh, I think most people do. I, I don't think the the mainstream media has nearly the power that right. it, it used to have. You know, but you you talk about in the old days they they realized they had a good story, and that that reminded me of something when I was doing my Kennedy Babylon books. I went back and I looked at the the coverage of 
Chappaquiddick in 1969. And you know those guys loved uh, that were writing for all the major newspapers, magazines, working at the TV networks. They all loved the Kennedys. They loved Bobby. They loved Jack. They, they, were, they weren't dead that long. But still, they really went after Ted because they knew it was a great story. And right. they knew it was a scandal. And they knew that he had done something terrible. And they, they didn't let their uh, their personal feelings stand in the way of covering a really good story. And but I think now, Trump changed now, Trump has changed all that. You would agree. Trump has drove them all in, driven them all. He's broken them. He's driven them insane. Right. He has. And you know, Bill, you know, you know, Bill O'Reilly makes a good point too. And and uh, he, he keeps saying, no matter when Trump leaves office, it's all over for all these people, including the New York Times and the okay. Washington Post. The the New York Times was a failing newspaper until Donald Trump was elected. Now they've got all these uh online subscribers, but what they're gonna they're all gonna go away when Trump goes, when he leaves, whenever he leaves. And the same thing for the Washington Post. That's Bezos was able to buy it for a fairly good price because it was losing money it was it was failing they're and, gonna and they're all done once he leaves uh, it, it might not even, Boston Globe might go under even with even if Trump gets reelected <laughs> <They're> <laughs> Boston so, Globe, I, I don't they they can't really call themselves a newspaper right? no. you know they're, they're not they, they're, we have a big scandal going on right in Boston now with this board of bar overseers investigating these lawyers who you know totally covered up all this exculpatory evidence for, uh, against these drug dealers. And, you know, it's it seems like a classic Globe story, right? I mean, evil white people frame not innocent drug dealers, many of whom are of color. But the Globe won't touch the story. Even WBUR is covering the story. And, and the Globe won't go near it. You know why? Because the people that are being charged and about to be maybe disbarred or, or censured, they work for people like Charlie Baker, right? Mara Healy, Deb Goldberg, the state treasurer. So they they have protection. You know, you you know you they have certain people that are totally protected, and and also all their minions are protected. You well, know, the, the, the big, you ever read going to read a bad story about Michelle Wu in the Boston Globe? I don't think. Uh, so. How about Ayanna Presley calling for riots? And, and you know, like she's stoking the flames like nobody else. And and the result is cops being shot or bashed over the head with baseball bats. And do you hear anyone, anyone calling Ayanna Presley out other than you or me? Right. I mean, and, 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 her, and her top supporter there, Monica Cannon Grant, just a, a, a complete nut job, racist, screaming about Rayla Campbell. And 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 again, the, the Globe won't touch the story. They they write puff pieces about this this horrible racist, Monica Cannon Grant. All right, you got to go to Turtle Boy Daily News. Turtle Boy tells you the real story. You got to listen to Howie or read uh, Turtle Boy if you want to get the real story. I won't get to Baker because you have another great column. You are keeping his feet to the fire. Although I think you underestimated the number of restaurants and bars that he's put out of business. I think it's up to 5,000 now. He is, he's taking pride in destroying the economy. And, and I want to get to that. But first, the, uh, the, uh, the topical story, the one coming up this weekend. And I'm wondering, Saturday, 5 o'clock, uh, Trump names his nominee. Everyone seems to think it's Amy Coney Barrett. It's definitely a woman, which will be good because it will be harder to Kavanaugh her. And if it's Amy Coney Barrett, we believe it will be all about Catholicism, right? Catholicism right. as a cult. Well, that will be the uh, right. the strategy for the uh, uh, for the Dems, correct? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, it, you know, uh, again, uh, Diane Feinstein's uh, famous uh, question to her, uh, or question a statement to her in the uh, confirmation hearings three years ago when she was up for the appeals court. The dogma lives loudly in you. That's what she said. The dogma. The dogma. But here's the problem they have, Howie, is they are presenting, positioning their candidate as a devout Catholic, you know, one of those devout Catholics who believes in partial birth, abortion and gay marriage. One of those. How can you attack a devout Catholic if you're trying to get a devout Catholic elected to the to, to the White House? Yeah, I, I know it's it's difficult. And I and I think some people are some Democrats have been they've been rumblings that, you know, Diane Feinstein's not the one one to handle this. I mean, Diane Feinstein, she did a pretty good job with Brett Kavanaugh. She's the one who invented Christine Blasey Ford, remember? Right. She's she's the one who covered it up for three months to, right. you know, and waited. You know, she's she's eighty seven years old and they're afraid that her she'll just go out there and babble a la Joe Biden, a la Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> yeah. and just uh, you know let the cat out of the bag that uh, they're they're really after this woman because 
let's face it, she's a Catholic. They they hate that. They hate that she's got seven kids. Two of them are adopted. They they hate that she was involved in this this Catholic group. They're saying that this group is the basis for the Handmaid's Tale. It's it's total nonsense. Another another late magazine that still claims to exist, Newsweek magazine, had to run a correction about that. You know, just think uh, what I mean. How people view it differently now. At, at first, we thought you know the Kavanaugh thing was legit. The Blasey Ford and these other women. And you made you it made you think, wow, this this guy's you know had a, has got a a sordid past, and then you found out gradually that it was all made up. It was all lies. They can't do that again. It can't be sensational. It can't be dramatic. They can't bring someone in there and said, yeah, you know, Amy Coney Barrett used to deal drugs in college right. or something. I mean, no one will believe it. Well, they they. You know, they tried it in, in 2017 and it, and it didn't work. And, and they were trying to do it in 2017 for the reason. Remember Miguel Estrada? Right. Yep. He, was, he was a Bush guy. This, and this was like 16 years ago. And, they, and Durbin actually, they have, they have the actual text or the emails he said. He said, we've got to stop Miguel Estrada because he's a Central American immigrant, very smart, conservative guy. And if he gets on the, uh, the, the circuit, Court of Appeals in D.C., he's going to be a front runner for the Supreme Court. So they they were able to just take care of him by all these filibusters, which they don't have a uh, option for anymore. So they, I, I don't see how they're going to stop this one. You know, even Lisa Murkowski, the, the horrible senator from Alaska, is saying, well, gee, you know, maybe I'll vote for her too. Do you, do you know what they uh, say, Susan Collins, when the vote comes up, do you know what she plans to do? Like, she's going to vote present? Is she going to pull an Obama and just say present? If she's not going to vote yes, she can't vote no, can she? I don't know. What, I don't know what she's going to do. She's in a, she's in a whole heap of trouble. She's going to lose this ranked choice voting now. That's going to that's that makes it even less likely that she's going to prevail. And by the way, your listeners should know: vote no on question two and in uh, November on Massachusetts. They, they want to put in the ranked choice voting in uh, Massachusetts, just like they have it in Maine. It's hard enough for a conservative to get elected here to begin with, without them fixing it, fixing it so they can never lose again. It's uh, I just get my, my little cheat sheet. I clip the globe editorial telling you how to vote. And I just do the opposite of everything exactly. they say. So that, that will, that'll be an easy one for me. The one thing we do know is they'll be rioting. That's the answer to every question when he names the Supreme Court justice. Well, did, you when, see, did you see the thing Baker put out yesterday? Uh, about it? He, I'm calling up the National Guard right. because there may be some demonstrations of uh, people uh, people exercising their First Amendment rights. Right. Why, why do you need the National Guard for that? Arson? <laughs> I didn't know this was covered under the First Amendment. It, yeah, and now I mean I think of gradually people are getting a real good look at, at Black Lives Matter and how they react and how they're uh, just uh, a violent political Marxist political organization and they're saying I, mean, I did the, I mentioned this the other night Howie I'm watching the riots in Louisville and and seeing you know two cops shot and uh, whatever the, the bill, uh, buildings burned and everything else. And then I flip over to the Celtics and they still have Black Lives Matter written on the court and they have Black Lives Matter written on their uh, T-shirts and on their back of their jerseys. And I'm saying, have they not kept up with the news? I mean, I understand if you're ignorant, and you think it's a it is benign organization, as Ayanna Presley says, out there just affirming the value of black lives. Hasn't that kind of been exposed as a lie at this point? Last night they tried in Louisville to burn down the library. <laughs> right. they, threw, right? they threw a torch in there, right? A uh, flare. The library. Uh, it's ridiculous. And Charles Barkley, I, I, I love the fact that he's taken all this cr- grief today from these people because he says, uh, you know, all these white liberals that want to defund the police, they uh, say, they say uh, you know, they can call the cops. Who are we supposed to call? Ghostbusters? Right, right. And then he when said, I don't want to brain on anybody's parade, but, you know, it was, it, it was a fact that when Bri- Breonna Taylor was shot, her boyfriend was shooting at the cops. He was Correct. shooting at the cops. And, and by the way, they fired 32 bullets, Jerry. And the boyfriend wasn't hit with one bullet, but she was hit with six bullets. Does that lead you to perhaps uh, draw the conclusion that he was using her as a human shield? Or oh, he was certainly uh, looking at up for himself first and, and not her. It's, it's incredible, the disinformation. And we went over the media 
and and just they will lie about anything. But it, I I sat there and watched all these NBA guys talk about it. No justice is outrageous, and I don't think any of them knows the facts of the case. I mean, it's just not. It's not that difficult. I mean, you Google it, you read for you know, 15, 20 minutes, you kind of understand that Kenneth right. Walker shot first, that the cop, uh, the, the, that he shot, hit a cop in the leg. The cops fired back. And, and no one answers this question, Howie. What were they supposed to do? What were they supposed to do? You know, how many shots does, does a, a perp get before you can return fire? And And, and the other thing, too, is, it was a no-knock raid. How many times did they say it was a no-knock raid? And then finally, when they the, the grand jury issues the report, the, the, the attorney general says, oh, by the way, we located a witness in the building, and he heard the cops going, Louisville police. It's 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 a lie from the beginning to the end. Think of the things we thought, things we we heard that were you know she was asleep in bed. They had the wrong house. It was a no-knock warrant. Um, that she wasn't involved with, uh, you know, Jamarcus Glover, the drug dealer, at all. You know, here's here's an amazing fact that I was I mentioned the other day on my podcast and said, how many people know this? Four years ago, they found a dead body in the trunk of her car. <laughs> in the trunk of her car, they found this gangbanger uh, dead, an associate of her boyfriend, her former boyfriend, Jamarcus Glover. I know, you know, she didn't deserve to die. But to act as if she wasn't involved with the guy that they that they caught on tape picking up packages at her apartment is absurd. She she was not you, you uh, know unfamiliar saying, with this guy's uh, livelihood. The old saying: "Friends help you move. Good friends help you move bodies." <laughs> and I'm reading the story. I'm saying, "Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! There was a dead body, and and, and she was only twenty. Could have happened to anybody." <laughs> 21 or two but here's the problem we have now the biggest problem is that the rioting the looting the burning has worked it has worked you know they get their way we, we see it in portland the same people every night get arrested there's no real price to pay in florida maybe there is now because desantis is not messing around but in many of these cities he's gonna no cut the welfare off i mean how can you not love ron desantis i love him the bars are opening in palm beach on october the 5th Sorry, Charlie. And Charlie Parker goes, I love it when Charlie Parker goes, well, we haven't had the upswings like they've had in Florida, Texas, and Georgia, and California. You look at the you look at the death rates, Massachusetts is above all those states, double what it is. And the unemployment rate is double what it is. What it's, is Charlie Baker bragging about? It, it's amazing that people who defend him and Cuomo and Murphy and Lamont, I mean, these, these tyrants have destroyed their state's economy. And they do it without batting an eye. I, I mentioned this the other day. Charlie Baker cried about some made-up fisherman. He just invented this fisherman who couldn't put his kids through college or whatever, and he cried. He's now put out of business tens of thousands of small business, ruined lives. I have good friends who owned a gym. He destroyed their lives. They're bankrupt. They're, 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 they're out of money. They can't run their business after 32 years. He doesn't care about that at all. He doesn't cry about that. That doesn't affect him. And I mean, he can cry about fictional fishermen, but he can't cry about real people whose lives he has destroyed. Me, Jerry is. Why doesn't anyone ever ask him, hey, hey, Governor Baker, you know, you're always talking about grim milestones. How about we just finish 6,000 fatalities in the nursing homes your Department of Public Health is supposed to be regulating? Is that a grim milestone? And, and, he, and, and I mean, you've gone over this better than anyone. You wrote about it again today. It's just, it's so absurd. The idea that we're going to let you sit at a bar on Monday, but not on Sunday. Like, I mean, just say it. Everyone can go back to the bars. It has failed. Lockdowns don't work. Don't we know that at this point? I mean, aren't people aware of that at this point? It's, it's crazy that people still think, hell, I'm in Boston right now. And I was out running yesterday. People are running with masks. They're biking alone with masks. They're putting masks on their three-year-old children. They're just fall, and I'm following along like sheep. And I'm saying, you know, that doesn't really help, right? You, you know, you know. I guess people haven't really read up. They don't understand the whole story. The whole. You know what I keep thinking, Jerry, every time I do it, I, I, I walk on the weekends out at the the Western Aqueduct. They call it this reservoir. And I see all these people walking around in the total fresh air with, with masks on. And you know what I asked myself, Jerry? These people will believe anything. What right. can I sell them? What can <laughs> these people do? 
I think I think I know what we can tell them. How we can uh, <laughs> Donald Trump will not leave office willingly. He's stealing mailboxes. He's uh, colluding with uh, you know re- whatever in Ukraine. I mean, you can you can make he hates stuff he up. hates veterans of World War One. <laughs> <Very good friends. laughs> yes, that right. They, yeah, he said uh, soldiers are all losers, right. and why would he want to? Talk, and, he, and he said this to General Kelly, who's was in the Marines for thirty years and whose son was killed in Afghanistan. He President Trump told told General Kelly his son was a loser for getting killed. Right. Yeah. Very believable. And and all the people who are going on the record say that didn't happen. It's only the ones who were off the record. I think at some point, even idiots out there, even the LeBron Jameses, the people who don't uh, read up, who don't understand the story, have to figure it out that uh, it's not all on the level. I think I was going to – my favorite part of this week, I don't know if you caught this, Howie, but the NBA, obviously, they're very woke. The NBA – uh, everyone was very upset about Breonna Taylor, about the cops not being charged with first-degree murder. And one after another, they talked about how upset they were. And I'm saying, if there was a reporter there, maybe there's only a handful of reporters there, like the ESPN reporter. Uh, her name, uh, uh, what the, her name is uh, Andrews, Malika Andrews. She should be asking them, you know, do you think, what the, what should the cops have done in this situation? Should they have not shot back? I mean, would you blame Kenneth Walker, the boyfriend? You know what she did instead? She started doing a report with a mask on, by the way, alone in the bubble and started crying because it could have happened. She's black and she's about the same age as Breonna Taylor. She said, that could have been me. She's doing a report from the NBA bubble. That could have been me when I had that was going around town with the dead body in the trunk of my car. (laughs) Could have happened to any of us. Have you seen the latest, though? You'd like this one. Mark Jones is a play-by-play guy for ESPN. He's been around forever, and he does college football minor games. He says he no longer wants a police escort to the game. They used to get police escorts, all the media from the hotel to the stadium, because he thinks that would be putting his life on the line, that they might shoot him for the color of his skin. That's what he said. He's another ESPN. You know. he, got, he picked that one up from de Blasio. You know, <laughs> right. de Blasio, his kids, his, right. Said, hey, I'm sorry. His, his son, who's half black, gets driven to school every day or did by the uh, New York City Police Department. And he said, I, I'm really concerned about my son's safety. Like they're gonna shoot him. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue. Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue. Just a question. But with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Well, it's like LeBron James saying, he, you know, young black men like him, they are hunted. They're hunted when they leave their houses in the morning. LeBron James is hunted. But this Mark Jones, I tweeted back at him. I said, here's a pro tip for you, Mark. As long as your boyfriend doesn't shoot a cop first, that cop probably won't shoot you. So... Just keep that in mind as you go to your, and then immediately everyone finds all these tweets of him uh, uh, associate himself hanging out with cops, thanking cops. It's just this new trend that that happened in it happened in Memorial Day weekend in Minneapolis because of Derek Chauvin putting his knee on George Floyd's head. Immediately, every cop everywhere is a bad guy. Every cop everywhere must be stopped. It's a bizarre. I mean, you realize before George Floyd how he. We were supposed to applaud them when they walked by. We were supposed to buy them a cup of coffee. We were supposed to thank them for being the, the on the front lines of the uh, the pandemic, uh, the war on the virus. Jerry, can I tell you my COVID jokes? I told them to Donald Trump Jr. yesterday. <laughs> sure, let's hear your COVID joke. You want me? To, you want me to tell you a joke about a COVID joke? Yes. You won't get it. <laughs> oh, I like did that. You, did I you like hear it. about the new new cure for COVID? Um, uh, a Black Lives Matter sign. It's a riot. 
<laughs> it is, isn't it getting to the point where people, and I've said, again, if you just read up and I know you do, and you know, what's going on, you know, kids don't get it. You know, college kids don't, you know, 99.99, they don't die from it. It's not a problem. Uh, the PAC 12 just announced they're going to play a seven game season. Big 10 already announced it. Everybody's almost everybody's playing. Even except, UMass. You're, even, you're, even, even UMass. You know, Walt Bell is going to have a chance to get his first victory in his second se- season. Oh, <laughs> and 11 last year. And they paid him 600 grand. What, oh, right. They're, they're not going to win, but they're going to play, which is good. I mean, it's just so insane. The rules. And again, you pointed out the rules of, of restaurants and like, you know, uh, Charlie Baker find a hotel because he found out a wedding allowed dancing. You know, they find him like two grand because he heard that at a wedding there was dancing. The level of this tyranny in this, is, it's just he so bizarre. People, he told people the other day in Lowell, he said, no standing around the bars. And then he chuckles like it's a joke. Who, who made him carry nation? It's, when did the anti did, did it? Did we know we were getting the anti saloon league come to come back here? He, I don't think I've ever been more disappointed in a politician. I hate him now more than I ever hated uh, Deval Patrick or Dukakis for that matter, because he he betrayed us. He was a, an alleged Republican, and he turned into a more of a an, an autocrat than Dukakis ever was. You know the thing is, I think. I think he really believes this stuff. You can't deal with an ideologue. I mean, a guy like Marty Walsh, I mean, you can call him a, a dope right. and all that, but he doesn't take this seriously or he wouldn't have gotten caught not wearing the mask down in Hingham, right? Right, right, right. I, I mean, Parker, he really, he, he, he's a true believer. And those are the people you really always have to worry about in whatever sphere you're in. You and I think this with them. I think some people like, you know, the globe are telling him, thank you for keeping us safe. And he starts believing you're right. I'm keeping people safe. You know, I'm putting whatever it is, a million people out of out of their jobs. I'm putting 5,000 restaurants out of business gyms, but I'm keeping people safe. It's insane. He really, you're right. That's a good point. He really believes it. And he, and he, the thing is, he, he, he killed the chart. I used to print a chart every day. I, I tweeted out the oh, death yeah. of the age group chart because it showed it was all BS. And so what did he do? He killed that chart. That was another victim of Charlie Parker, the death chart, the and, death and, by ages chart. And, he, you know, he'll, he will, he'll never recover. I mean, I'm, I got restaurants all around me, bars that have gone under. And many of them will never be back. Neighborhoods have been destroyed. Neighborhoods. And again, he doesn't cry for them. You know, I've been been saying, I'm a little older than you, Jerry, but I remember Massachusetts back in the 60s. The state's starting to get that kind of rundown 60s look, you know, where everything needs a coat of paint and, you know, all the uh, storefronts in the downtown areas, whether you're in Greenfield or or Wellfleet, there there are all these vacancies. It's... 50 years it took to build the economy up and it's gone in six months. And it didn't have to be, it wasn't, it was, you know, we did it voluntarily, voluntarily destroyed the economy. It's the first time as somebody pointed out the first time in human history that a country, in this case, we're talking about a state voluntarily destroyed its own economy, economic suicide. And and now we we're learning it was unnecessary. Kids never should have been uh, uh, sent home from school. They should have stayed at school. They should have never missed a day of school. These bars and restaurants should have stayed open, just like they did in Sweden. You know, zero fatalities under the age of twenty. Zero fatalities. Remember they, the, they, they when they started testing everyone coming back to UMass, they tested like I think uh, four thousand people. Four of them turned up positive, and the positive does that doesn't mean anything anyway. Positive, they four out of four thousand, and they shut the school down again. And the and the uh, chancellor sends out a stupid letter saying, due to the rising tide of the rising wave. Uh, there, every you can use that. I mean, it applies to everything. The NFL did thirty six thousand tests last week. Five people tested positive. No players, none. Thirty six thousand tests, five positive. College, same thing. Here's my favorite, though. In the whole country, 48,000 college students tested positive when they came back to school. 48,000? Yeah. Two were hospitalized. Two. The other, the other, whatever, 48,000, just stayed, you know, like they had the flu, just stayed in bed for a couple of days or, you know, stayed home in their apartment or in their dorm. And that was it. It, it, it killed. You know how many deaths there were? 
Zero. Yeah. Zero. And I know it's like still... they keep talking about these the COVID clusters. Right. COVID clusters at a frat house at at a at a Chatham party among uh, summer restaurant workers, but that they never tell you how many people got sick. How many people got we know nobody died because right. there's nobody dead under the age of 20. <laughs> and we know that, but and I think everyone will admit that on November 4th, right? At November 4th, they'll say, oh, yeah, it was, we overreacted. It was, I mean, that LA uh, Teachers Union official, head of the LA Teachers Union, got caught on tape saying, uh, we have to wait to the election, you know, before we go back. We really have to wait to you see. Know her, you know that background? That was the director of uh, LA uh, Health. And I always say this that all, so much of the bad stuff comes out of Massachusetts. She used to be a principal in, uh, in Jamaica Plain. Her name is Barbara Farrar. And the mayor, the stupid mayor who goes on TV and tells people, please unplug your electric clock. <laughs> right. electricity. Right. You know, he, he calls her Dr. Farrar. You know, like, oh, you must know what she's got. Dr. Farrar. You know what she's got? She's got a PhD from Brandeis University in social welfare. Right. <laughs> That's right. She's the one that said we got to wait till after the election. The union had said they weren't going to go back to school until they defunded the police and closed all charter schools and opened the border. So that's all they wanted before they went to back to teach is open the border. It's insane, but uh, it's, it's, it's fun for guys like you and me. We just, you know, it, it never ends. And here we are, we get the countdown on Fox five days to the debate, which apparently is actually going to happen. Howie, it is actually going to happen. I well, I think I think I mean I don't know how many more lids Joe Biden has to call as he prepares. He could, what are you expecting? Are we getting are, are people like you and I getting our high, hopes up too high? Because it feels like Trump will wipe the floor with him. I I think so. I mean, Hillary Clinton was a terrible debater, a terrible person, but I think she was masterful compared to Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden can't can't even read off a teleprompter. He he's going to get very confused. I don't know. I think it'll I think it'll go well. Okay. I mean, I know the, I know the mainstream media has already written their stories right. to bring him the victor. Joe Biden wore pants onto the stage <laughs> at Case Western Reserve last night. A plus performance. Uh, I said that the, the, if he wears his underwear under the pants and not over the pants, if he doesn't wander off into traffic in the middle of the debate, they will say he was wonderful, just like they did when he gave that twenty minute. You know, cliche written speech at the convention. They said, "Oh, it was uh, masterful." Uh, so the, uh, there's never been a candidate enter a debate with lower expectations. So Trump, ha I mean, uh, Biden has that going for him. And you're right. The, the Washington Post, New York Times has already declared him the winner before the debate even started. But there is a real chance that he m won't just lose the debate, but it'll be a total disaster. When you like uh, Admiral Stockdale type disaster, correct? There is, but you know he gets a pass on that. I mean, look, look at last last weekend. He he went from uh, he said there were two hundred million people dead of of COVID, right? Right. I mean, it it got tweeted out by the Trump campaign, and we we had fun with it, radio and all that. The next day, he says there's two hundred thousand people dead, and then he corrects that down to two hundred people being dead. <laughs> now, can you imagine? If uh, if if uh, Donald Trump said something like that, I was reading a story this morning that uh, Trump was talking about uh, herd immunity and he called it herd mentality. You know, that was like a one a one off error. And it's right. and they're, still, they're still playing it up big in, in some of the left wing newspapers. But I mean, Joe Biden does that kind of stuff five, six, seven times a day. When the lid's up, not when, and then and then he calls the lid at eight thirty in the morning, and immediately this chorus of uh, apologists of uh, of uh, Democrat operatives disguised, what do you call it? Disguised as uh, with trespasses, with Democrat trespasses, immediately yeah. all together in like a chorus said, "He's preparing to evade people. Give him a break!" Like th they didn't say it beforehand; they said it after he shut the door at, at eight thirty in the morning. It is bizarre. It is hard to believe that he's going to snap out of this funk that he's in. As I've said many times, I've, I, I've known people with dementia, they don't get better. You know, it gets progressively worse. Right. And in 38 days or whatever it is, it's going to be worse than it is today. And the notion, nobody believes he's capable of running the country, of, of doing the toughest, most stressful job in the world for the next four years. Right. Nobody believes that. But you can, 
provide them with some kind of drugs. And that's why I think the is a really good idea to, to have both candidates take a urinalysis before, you know? Peter what if he tests positive for... You remember him, Peter Vesey? He used to say, if they're going to test the players, I'm willing to be tested before I write my column every day. Right. You know? <laughs> As when they said they were going to drug test the candidates, Hunter immediately, does that include the families? You know? <laughs> but how long into the debate, it's a 90-minute debate, Chris Wallace obviously will be he'll be favoring Biden. He hates Trump. How far into the debate is it before Trump mentions Hunter? This says, where is Hunter? What's your prediction? Well, that's a good over-under. Um, I'll set the over-under at seven minutes. Does he get to it before the seven-minute mark? No, I was going to say 30 minutes. 30? I, I think you got to give Chris Wallace a chance, right? They're, I they're guess. talking on Fox and Friends today. Oh, you, you know Chris is going to bring this up. I'm thinking, mm, I don't know that. No, I mean they they should the debate should be moderated by Sean Hannity because you know the de- the next debate is whoever it is is going to be a, a well the guy from C-SPAN used to be an intern in Joe Biden's Senate office. He <laughs> had Kennedy. How did how did Rudy Giuliani sign off on that? That's what I want. That's a good question. Why do they give in to those kind of things? I never understand it. Why does he talk to Bob Woodward? Why does he sit down with Stephanopoulos and do a town hall? Why does he give him the two middle fingers? You know, John Dickerson, all these people, they hate his guts. Why does he answer their questions? He should ignore that asshole from the uh, from Playboy, the guy who thinks he's Hunter S. Thompson. But do you have confidence that Trump will? Uh, keep it between the lines here, and uh, we'll we'll behave on Tuesday night and oh, yeah. not go little nuts. Yeah, he he didn't misbehave on uh, on the 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 most the debate I really remember is uh, in twenty sixteen is uh, St. Louis, the town hall, the last one where he was where he was uh, stalking Hill behind Hillary, and he brought in Paula Jones and Juanita right. Broderick, and and he said, uh, you know, said if I, if I were president, she said if if you were president, he said if you were president, if I were president, you'd be locked up. I mean, he he took he saw his openings and he took them, but he didn't he didn't go out of out of his way. I mean, he didn't he didn't do anything that he could be called down on. He was he was he's like a he has a he's a, a master of timing, Jerry. We've seen I that. hope he lets Biden, you know just uh, veer off the rails himself. I hope if, if Biden's having a Biden moment, I hope Trump just lets it happen. Uh, and, yeah, and I don't let- think, I don't think there's any reason for him to, I mean, everyone's going to see it, right? I mean, you, you've seen the, you've seen the split screens, like when he, when he goes off the rails and yeah. someone like Anderson Cooper is just there going. <laughs> no, their first thought, how about the interview we did the other day with the, whatever it was, Univision guy. And he's reading his answer off a teleprompter. And the guy says, oh, you and I will take care of that later. I'm thinking, anyone else would say, are you reading your answer? I mean, it's a great story. You got this guy who's some, you know, who's this this Trojan horse who's completely inept. He's just there as a front man for this, this, this radical cabal. At least a couple of these uh, late night comics <laughs> interviews with him. They're, they're, these, they're these weird jump cuts in it. In other words, when Joe just goes off the rails and they just they're cutting it in, I've never seen anything like it. I, no. Comedy shows don't do stuff like that. It's it better a, to leave it in. It's a great example of just how far gone they are in the media. They don't care. Like Stephen Colbert, Steve, he doesn't care about humor. He doesn't care about laughs. I mean, they don't care at all. They care about getting their guy elected, defeating the evil orange man. That's all that matters in their world, you know, right. humor or, or in the case of uh, the reporters, you know, the truth or reporting uh, it does. Journalism doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It will be interesting to see because I think Trump will win the debate. Biden will struggle and they will say, you know, wow, Joe, over uh, we underestimated old Joe. You know, he's a wily old coot. And it'll be it'll be as dishonest as ever. The coverage will be dishonest. That's much it'll we be, know. It'll be malarkey. <laughs> Malark. just that word malarkey it just sounds like you know your grandfather talking it's going to be uh, i think uh, people ask me i know they ask you more than anyone they say what's going to happen november 3rd what do you think is going to happen and my answer uh for the last you know, month or two has been we don't know what else the democrats have up their sleeve now they've tried the mailbox thing uh and now and now they're trying that he's not going to leave office quietly and they've certainly covered up for Hunter. Um, 
But every day there's a new bombshell. There's a great montage out there of the media using the term bombshell or and saying the walls are co- closing in on Trump. They've done it a thousand times. If we think they're done and they're not have more stuff to throw against the wall in the next 38 days, you're mistaken. I don't think it'll stick. I, I think they've cried wolf once too often. But what's going to happen in the next 38 days? Anything that you're expecting? I'll say this. The big war, the big battle will be over the vaccine. Won't you? Don't you think over the next 38 days? Yeah, I, I think so. But, you know, again, though, you could predict it. I, I mean, you know, the likes of Charlie Parker are going to say, well, there is a vaccine, but I wouldn't take it because we can't trust them. You know, that that's the right. way it's going to play out. I think. I think this whole thing has backfired. All this stuff, the uh, the the lockdowns, the the rioting, the uh, just the the cancel culture. I think it's backfired, and I think Trump, if he can stop the Democrats from stealing states, he he's going to be reelected. I if if I if there wasn't this nonsense going on with these mail in ballots, I would I would say he's 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 in. I, I would agree. And we're not going to know that night. It's going on for days. You know, there's 600 lawyers fighting for Biden and they're going to be trying right. to steal every battleground state. It's going to get ugly. And you know what that means? More riots, you know, more, more looting, more action, more, you know, cops getting bashed in the That's head. With That's the fifth justice on the Supreme Court. You notice I'm not including John Roberts. Yeah, good. Don't. He's, he might as well be. He's he's channeling Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I'm sure. But we need a, we need Amy Bar Amy Coney Barrett or one or somebody on the court to to rule on this stuff because that's that's going to be key or it could be key. I hope I hope it's such a big landslide that they that they just throw in the towel like they did in uh, in 2016. But, I, I hope so too, but I I don't think that's going to happen. I think they learned their lesson. I think they fight dirtier than ever. And use any means that they're just, I mean, they're going to have the judge, you know, judges will be declaring it, uh, uh, saying, yeah, not declaring victory, uh, whatever, holding up the uh, the verdict for four or five days. And they'll just give them time Every to steal it. Must be heard. Right. Even if the voice is dead. Even if the voice... <laughs> never existed <laughs> every every vote must be counted except the ones from the military we don't want right. to count those yeah, put them in the garbage <laughs> can. throw those in a ditch but so you're predicting a landslide here huh i, I think he's i think he's in pretty good shape I, I i think there's this really hidden vote for for donald trump i mean you know there, there's been hidden votes for other candidates in the past i i think his hidden vote is much more uh hidden than anybody else's. Yeah, I always think this, Howie, who's answering the phone and talking to a pollster? Think of a Trump supporter you know who would answer the phone and say, oh, sure, it's it's Quinnipiac or it's uh, Suffolk calling. Uh, Oh, you need 20 minutes to answer questions? Sure, I'll take all the time. They're going, go screw. They're not answering questions from pollsters. No, I, I've gotten a, I've gotten a couple of calls, you know, just for, and I don't know, I, you know, they, they, they don't want to really tell you out of the box who, who they're calling for, but yeah, you're right. I just hang up. I mean, <laughs> I just don't answer. Uh, yeah. Here's what he's going to do. He's going to take, or his guys, they've already done it. Is every new riot, every new, every time a Wendy's burns or an auto zone burns or Got, got a library burns. every time a they library library <laughs> and uh as uh as you know in their defense howie they probably didn't know what it was <laughs> but they're, they're going to flip these around his team into commercials into campaign ads and they're not going to stop they're going to riot over the supreme court they're going to riot over the you know, when they seat amy coney barrett they're going to riot on election night every night there's a riot it's another campaign ad that here's what here's how they can keep it simple the the democrats biden you know the media are rooting for the virus and they're rooting for the violence they're rooting for the virus and they're rooting for the violence is there any disputing that they are rooting for more virus more more and more violence and uh we're not it's that simple right right yeah it's 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 extortion you know, vote yes. vote for Joe, and uh, this is a nice country you've got here. <laughs> it would be a shame if something wants to happen to it. Right? It's it's pretty. It's not even subtle anymore, right? It's not even subtle anymore. But uh, all right, Howie, I know you got to get uh, got to get prepped for the Howie Car Show. 
You got anything uh, good coming up? Donald J- Trump Jr. just popped in on you uh, yesterday. I mean, you are just in your glory right now, aren't you? I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. We're gonna, we're going to be down at uh, at uh, Precinct Ten today in uh, in Weymouth, and uh, we can't. We had last year before the virus, we had 400 people. This year, it's we're not going to have 400 people this year, unfortunately. Are uh, any any back the blue rallies? Because those are uh, those are always fun. Uh, no, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we. I think my show every day is back the blue. That's I, true. I, I feel the same. I, uh, I, you know, I just try to get the word out to people and uh, I, and have a good time. And you know, some people say I should be more down, but I, I can't. I, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, depress everybody. If I'm depressed, everybody's going to be depressed. That's true. That's true. And we don't know yet. I mean, how much? How great is it going to be if he wins? Just think of how. Everybody, Don Lemon is going to react, and 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 LeBron James and Liz Warren, and I mean all the, this. I always tell this to people: it's not so much that I love Trump; I just hate the people who hate him. Though, right. That's the way I feel. That's the way I've always felt. Right. So it will be glorious, but uh, we will I be. Hope, I hope so. We will be listening, Howie. Thanks a lot for the time. Hey, thank you, Jerry. Always a pleasure. Uh, that is Howie Carr from the Howie Carr Radio Network, and by the way, uh, yeah. The best columnist. I mean, the best columnist in America. Columnists used to, it used to be a credo. Columnist comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. And they flipped that on his head. Now, the mainstream media, their goal is to comfort the comfortable. You know, like Joe Biden or Hunter Biden and and afflict the afflicted. You know, that's that's their thing. Like, they don't care about hardworking uh, store owners who are being looted and burned to the ground. They don't care about them. How is the opposite? He comforts the afflicted and he sure as hell afflicts the comfortable, goes after the, the governor, goes after you know, Liz Warren, goes after the mainstream media. That's the job. And he does it better than anyone. And he has some great books out. My favorite is Kennedy Babylon. It's two parts. It's the, the Kennedy story with the Howie edge to it. It's funny as hell. I highly recommend it. And you can listen to him on the Howie car radio network, but, uh, Thanks a lot. It was a great time to talk to him, by the way. Great time. He, uh, you know, he'll be all over the uh, Supreme Court uh, announcement on Saturday and the reaction, which will not be. I mean, it'll be it'll be more riots. It'll be more hysterics. It'll be insanity on the Sunday morning shows of, of uh, Democrats calling Amy Coney Barrett a cult member and a you know who wants to women have back alley abortions it's going to get ugly but it nothing will ever be as ugly as Kavanaugh and the vote will be along party lines and she will win and she'll be seated by the election day which will drive the democrats insane and then tuesday cannot wait tuesday will be the most watched debate in presidential political history and people will be tuning in just to see if if biden can you know can stand up straight and and not lose his way for an hour and a half. It's going to be great, and we will be all over it. We'll be uh, talking about it on Monday and Tuesday. Um, I look forward to it. This is the Callahan Podcast, a special edition, a weekend edition of the Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan. We will talk to you again Monday morning. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.